Welcome to the Play Piano by Ear podcast. In today's episode, I am going to go back to one of the very first, actually it was the first episode that I ever recorded for this podcast, and I'm going to do a different spin on a similar question. So the topic that I covered in the very first podcast was my music story, how I learned to play piano by ear. And in this episode, I'm going to get a little bit more specific than that and talk about how I learned to play piano chords. A lot of the episodes in this podcast refer to piano chords and learning chords and so much of playing by ear really does start with learning piano chords and then you can use those chords to have that as the foundation to build any song by ear. So that is why I talk about chords so much but I realized that I haven't shared how I learned to play chords. And I thought it would be interesting to share some of the challenges and breakthrough moments that I went through. And my goal is to help others experience those breakthrough moments in a much more systematic way and to explain piano chords in a way that just makes sense from the beginning instead of having to piece together bits of information here and there and then learn about the whole general concept of piano chords. My heart and desire is to share that process with you so that you can begin learning chords from a process that is clear and laid out step by step. So at first when I started piano, I didn't know piano chords were a thing at all. In fact, I played probably about five years of piano before I really knew what a chord or a chord chart was. I took classical piano lessons from age eight up until past high school. But when I was around 13, the church that I was a part of started doing these things called music nights. And they did contemporary worship. So they had the worship team, they had the keyboard, the guitar, the drums, the bass, the vocals, they had all that. But what they wanted to do was give an opportunity for the young people in church to learn how to play on the worship team. And so they had a few worship nights. And at these worship nights, a bunch of kids came out to just literally stand beside the other musicians and the musicians were just showing us how they played what they played. And these were people from the church who were already playing on the worship team. And it was more of a night of practice, asking questions, getting some basics, basic skills learned for whatever instrument or thing you wanted to do. So there were some people who wanted to sing on the worship team. So they went and stood by the singers and then had a chance to sing in the microphone. There were some people who wanted to learn drums or bass. And then there were a handful of people who wanted to learn how to play piano for the worship team. And I had always seen the lady play the piano on the worship team, but it was interesting to me to watch her play because I knew she was playing more from uh, how do you say it? It's like the opposite from someone who's playing note for note following sheet music versus someone who is playing music that just seems to go with the beat of the song. It seemed a lot more fluid, like the music was a little more spontaneous, but somehow it worked better than trying to be so precise note for note. And I didn't really know 
what that style of music was. So I went over to where she was playing the piano and literally she just said, okay, so here's a chord chart. It is words and the letters above the words are the chords. And so you play your chord like this. And she just started showing us how she played these three notes at one time. And then she was showing us, okay, so then you want to play the chord on beat when the music changes beat to the new chord. Here you go. You press these, this new chord. And so what ended up happening was she was sitting on the bench at the piano while we were going through a song. And then she just had us start jumping in. So there was one girl down um, to the left of the piano at the lower octave. And then I was up near the higher octave and we would just try to jump in with a chord. And... That's all I remember from, from that moment. We had a few of those worship nights and I remember the first time when I, when I saw this general concept of playing from a chord chart and how you jump in with these chords, it was kind of overwhelming to think, okay, well, oh, how do you, how do you know what you're, how do you know what chord you're playing and what notes they are and when to play them and all of that. So then, Later, a few weeks later, after a few more worship nights, I went over to this lady's house and she sat me down and showed me just a variety of chords. And at that point, I had memorized most of the piano scales on the piano. So I was familiar with the concept of playing in different keys. And if you're familiar with different keys, that's great because it gets you familiar with the sharps or flats in whatever chord combinations you're playing. So... I was somewhat familiar with that. And that's the traditional approach that music takes is you learn the scales and then from the scales, you derive the chord. Whereas I prefer to teach it in the opposite way where you teach the chords and then from there, from learning the chord combinations, you naturally begin to understand the sharps or flats in a given scale. So after after I went over to her house and she showed me these few different chords, she let me borrow this huge notebook with a lot of worship songs in it. And it was just a whole notebook of chord charts. It was organized alphabetically. She said, here, why don't you take this home and practice? And I remember there was this one song in particular and it was in the key of C. So it had the C chord and, uh, the G chord and the F chord. And then it also had an A minor chord. And it went like this. King of heaven, king of glory, all your works are read before you, subject to your power and rule and reign. And then it went through another verse and then did the chorus. And the chord changes. I felt like they were fast. To me, it was it was just a lot, even to play these three different chords. The speed that I would have to change the chords went about like this. C, G, C, C, G, C, F, G, C. So that was the speed of having to jump to these new chords. And then also I was practicing singing with the chords. That was just my song. That was the one song I kind of latched onto and began really learning the chord progressions. And then I started playing on with the worship team and would just go to practices. So they didn't have me play on Sundays at that point, but just attending the practices and playing along. And I remember, oh, trying to play the chords to this song, <laughs> the one that goes, oh, how does it go? Okay, it's this one. This is the air I breathe. Ooh, this is the air I breathe. Your holy presence lives. 
in me. I was playing that song and I was just not getting the beat. In fact, I didn't even know where the beat was or how long I was supposed to hold out the chord. And it wasn't until a while later that I learned that every chord generally holds out for four beats or two beats, unless it's just a quick one beat chord. But generally speaking, every chord holds out for four beats. So for that song, it is four beats each. This is the air I breathe. Three, four, boom. Jump to your new chord. And then this is the air I breathe. Three, four, boom. New chord. Your holy presence. So it's so weird to start counting the chord chart and playing along because it doesn't tell you how long to hold the chord. So I just remember that was very difficult. And then there was this moment when I had reached the circle of fifths in my theory book, in my piano theory book, which was the one where I was playing classical sheet music. And I saw how all of the scales worked together. The circle of fifths in traditional music books teaches you how all of the key signatures and scales are related to each other. But I like to imagine it more visual as in if you were to color the piano notes in, the circle of fifths works with your scales, but it also works because a chord is a fifth with another note in between that fifth. So if you were to just make a whole bunch of fifths all around the piano, they would connect like a chain, and then you would eventually cover every single chord on that, on the piano. And then, Fast forward, I had been playing on the worship team, just learning these chords, learning random, a bunch of random chords, like the seven chords, and then the the sus chords, and then the two chords, and then the F sharp minor chord, and a whole bunch of different combinations. And I just learned them kind of by memorizing them and just realizing, okay, so you do this. When it says two, you play the second note instead of the third note as your middle note, and just memorizing different patterns, different combinations here and there. It was a lot of here and there learning. <laughs> and then later, I was teaching piano and teaching classical piano, but then I had this student who asked to learn chords. And at the time, I thought, okay, well, I've been playing piano chords. Sure, I will. I will try to help teach her piano chords. So I realized at that moment, I went, wow, I don't even know how all these chords work together. And it really sent me down this journey of having to dig and find some answers for myself. So one question that I just had never really thought through was how many chords are there on the piano? Is there a rhyme and a reason for the number of different chords out there? And then that's where I realized through the circle of fifths and through all of the 12 major chords, well, I uh, just gave it away, there's 12, I learned that every single chord is derived from a unique note on the piano. So you know how on the piano it repeats the patterns over and over and over again? Like you have lots of C's on the piano, you have, you have lots of D's, lots of E's, and all of these notes repeat octaves and octaves and octaves. But if you were to take one chunk of piano keys that are unique, you would have this set of piano keys. Um, A, A sharp, B, C, C sharp, D, D sharp, 
E, F, F sharp, G, G sharp. And then at that point, it's going to repeat A, A sharp, B, and blah, blah, blah. It's going to repeat that chunk of notes all the way up the piano. So for those chunk of notes, you can make one chord for every single one of those notes. You have the A chord. You have the A sharp chord. Oh, dear. I just, so the A sharp chord, there's technically, this opens a whole can of worms. And I'm going to go into it. <laughs> Here we go. So sometimes when you go into a black key chord or when you play a black key chord it has two names it has the sharp name and the flat name and it's the same notes for that chord but because of how you would name the notes for the scale we would not want to call it the a sharp chord and here's why here's the notes in the a sharp scale oh boy i'm going to try to do this it's going to be a little tricky a sharp b sharp C double sharp, D sharp, E sharp, F double sharp, and then G sharp, and then A sharp. Ooh, I think that's how it goes. So because there ends up being double sharps in that scale, we just typically never play in a scale that uses double sharps. But I had to go, and by the way, that's called an enharmonic. If you want to Google more about this, you can Google what is an enharmonic. But at that point, I didn't even know why we don't really play or call it the A sharp chord. And, and I remember the student was asking me like, well, why, why do we not call it this the A sharp chord if it's the A sharp and the B flat chord? And at that time, I just was like, I don't know. And so I had to go search for these answers. Again, it was just learning things piece by piece. And so then at that point, I started developing this piano chord book and organizing all of this information. And I realized that the chords not only are organized into 12 unique chords, but they're also kind of organized into patterns. There's three chords that only use white keys. There's three chords that have one black key in the middle. There's three chords that have two black keys on the outside and one white key in the middle. And then there's three unique chords, one that uses all black keys, one that uses a black key for the left note, and then one that uses two black keys for the middle and the right note. So, oh, I was just learning how all the patterns relate together. And then, whoo, relating that back to the circle of fifths and then relating it to the relative minor chords. I'm just assuming, I'm going to assume in this podcast episode that you have a little bit of piano theory knowledge, like the scales and the major chords and the minor chords, the relative minor chords. But I learned it was sometime in there as I was doing this personal research, writing this piano chord book, that I learned that all of the relative minor chords and all of the major chords, if you were to take a chord on the circle of fifths and then go one chord to the right, include that chord, and then one chord to the left and include that chord, and you have your three major chords. And then if you were to include those three major chords, relative minor chords, you would essentially end up with all of the diatonic chords except for the minor diminished chord in that scale. What? Isn't that crazy? Okay, so here's another way to say it. In your C major scale, your diatonic chords are C, D minor, E minor, F, G, A minor, and then B diminished. So in the circle of fifths, you have C in the middle, you have G to the right, and F to the left. Those are your three major chords that are already covered in our diatonic chords. And then the minor chords, so back to our scale, C, D minor, E minor, F, G, a minor. So you could hear three majors and three minors. C major, D minor, E minor, F major, G major, 
A minor. So our three minor chords are D minor, E minor, and A minor. But if we take our three major chords, C major, the relative minor is A minor. Now G major, the relative minor is E minor. And F major, the relative minor is D minor. Whoa, we see that these chords are all covered on the circle of fifths as well as the scale diatonically. So that was a huge revelation because then I could play by ear just from referencing where the patterns go on the piano keys. And it wasn't so much head knowledge, I could actually see what was going on on the piano. So it was during this time that I was doing a lot of research to form this piano book that I got a lot of my own questions answered on how all these chords work together and how they work on the scale, how I can use them to play by ear, and then especially how I can use them to play these chord charts. So at that point, writing the chord book is where all of it really started to make sense. And I was able to see, literally just see all of these chord combinations on the piano keys and it no longer was guesswork. Oh, here's another interesting thing about learning piano chords. So one thing that I love to cover with my students, and it is one of the one of my most favorite lessons to teach, is the lesson on teaching chord inversions. And when I first learned about chord inversions, again, it was the lady who was teaching me the chords on the worship team and she showed me she's like you can play a chord like this and she showed me root position and then she goes or you can play a chord like this and then she showed me first inversion or like this second inversion and then she showed me why you would want to play a chord in root position or in first inversion or in second inversion and when she showed me why and the reasoning behind that, it made so much sense. You could go from the C chord root position to the G chord second inversion, or I'm sorry, first inversion. And the only finger that would change places on the piano would be your thumb. So from the C chord root position would be your thumb plays C, finger three plays E, finger five plays G. Now, instead of taking that whole hand pattern, and jumping it all the way up or down to a G chord, you could keep your finger five on G, keep your finger two on D, and move your thumb down to B. And now you're playing B, D, G, instead of G, B, D. So as long as you're playing the notes in that combo, G, B, and D in some sort of order, you're still playing the G chord. An inversion just lets you play them in a different stack, which allows you to not have to move your hand all over the place and not have to jump like a frog as you're playing these chord progressions. So at that point, her challenge to me was, okay, see if you can play this song back to the one that I was working on, King of Heaven, King of Glory. See if you can play that song, she was telling me, but try to find the chord inversions that keep your hand right here in the middle part of the piano so you don't have to jump around so much. So that was another challenge that I was working on. And then after that, it just came with a lot of practice. I remember one song that we did, it was blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful where your streams of abundance flow. Yeah, you know that song. So that song is written in the key of A and 
you have to get familiar with the A chord and the E chord and the D chord and hello, the F sharp minor chord. One thing that becomes second nature from especially playing chord charts and playing on the worship team is getting familiar with the F sharp minor chord. That chord is so hard to begin learning, but once you learn it, it, it just shows up everywhere. So blessed be your name definitely has a ton of F sharp minor chords. And also I remember that song being so hard to count because I think it's four beats. Yeah. You play the A chord for four beats and then the E chord for four beats, but you play the A chord for two beats before the singers start singing. So it's like play your chord to blessed. And then right here at the E chord, boom, be your name. Uh, so there is so much rhythm that ends up happening by playing on the worship team that eventually you just start to count and feel that rhythm basically with your whole body, almost pretending you're the drummer and you're just feeling the beat through your entire body so that your hands can just jump to the next chord on beat. That's what eventually you want to happen. And that was definitely a process that just took a lot of practice. So that's how I learned piano chords. And the reason why I'm so passionate about teaching piano chords to my students is because looking back, I'm very grateful for the people who showed me how to play the different chords on the piano and the, the different pieces of information that I learned along the way. But it just would have been so nice to have some sort of material to go through that was literally just like, here's the first chord on the piano and here's your first three chords that are using the white keys. And here's a song with these chords. So here's another thing that just made my personal journey so difficult. Instead of having practice songs that had a lot of those basic chords, that first one I mentioned, it was using more basic chords, but you just start getting into all these other chord charts and the chord charts that are generally out there, they don't just have the basic chords. There's so many other chords to play. So it would have been so helpful if I could have learned the chords, number one, in a systematic way, where it's like, learn these three. Now here's a song to practice with those three chords. Now let's learn these new set of chords that are similar to each other. They're related in this way. And now here's a song to practice just those chords. I was just thrown into it. Like, here you go. Here's a song in the key of C. And then whoop, our next song is in the key of B flat. <laughs> and then, oh, this one's in the key of A. Make sure you know that F sharp minor chord. And that was just one worship set. That was like one week of worship team and just trying to wrap my mind around all these chords. And I'm super thankful for my classical background of piano. I don't know. I mean, it would be very challenging to try to learn piano chords, just learn them all at once, unless there was a way to have the information organized so that it makes sense and so that you can learn it systematically and then so that you can practice what you're learning. So currently I am working on a course that's going to lay everything out exactly in that method and order and give you those resources and hopefully provide a lot of the, the aha moments, the light bulb moments. And for you, like to me, one of the light bulb moments was realizing 
which chords work together and why they work together. And then I could look at a chord chart and go, oh, this chord is not normally in that chord combination, but they put it in here to make it sound interesting. So it just would have been nice to have all the information gathered together in a fashion that was easy to learn. And that's what I'm so passionate about and am currently working on developing to help other people go through the same process, but go through it in a way where the learning is fun and where it's just so, so simple. I want to simplify the process and also just make piano something where you look at the piano and instead of seeing a whole bunch of piano keys, you look at all of the piano keys and you see all the different chord combinations. That's one thing that ends up happening. People who can play by ear, in fact, even people who don't necessarily understand how they're doing what they're doing, but who play by ear, they still follow some sort of mental pattern in their mind when they're looking at the piano keys. I was talking with someone the other day who can just play by ear. And I was asking him, I said, how do you, what's going through your mind when you're playing this? Cause in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I, I know how all these chords work together, but I don't know how somebody just sits at the piano and plays by ear when they don't know <laughs> how they're doing what they're doing. And so he explained to me, he said, goes, oh, okay. So I just look at the patterns, like see how these notes are grouped and then see how if you go from these notes to these notes, that sounds good. But notice how many notes are in between these notes. And he could play in a few different keys, not fluent in every single key, but it was through observing a set of patterns. And it was fascinating to me to realize that Someone who, anyone really, who plays by ear has some sort of mental roadmap of all of the patterns and combinations of piano keys that go together. Oh, here's a, here's a secret about piano. If you know a few basic patterns and you understand those general patterns, you can actually start just playing anything by ear. One of my friends can play anything by ear, but only in the key of C because he's memorized what patterns go together for the white keys. So really understanding chords is getting this idea or this mental roadmap in your head for all of the patterns that happen on the piano. And the instant where you can see those patterns and when you can apply those patterns is gonna be the moment where it really starts coming together for you and you're able to play chords and you're able to group them together in ways that sound amazing. So that is part of my story on how I learned to play piano chords and hope you have a great week. We're almost at the new year. This is the last day of 2022. So here we go.